0: Welcome back to Considerations from the Capital, from the Deeper Diet Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swing. Good evening, Father.
1: Hey, good evening, everyone. So,
0: good to be with you. Today is Sunday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time, getting close to Advent. Today, Father, reflect on today's Gospel from St. Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. 5 of them were foolish, and 5 were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, there was a cry, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, For there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Father, all
1: right so the name of my homily i'm sure you've all heard this gospel at least hopefully you have by now unless you went to the, you're going to an evening mass as we speak it's sunday remember holy day of obligation you know uh it is a serious end of mass mass unless there's a serious reason to miss it like you just had a baby or you have the flu okay otherwise you should have been there but the name of my homily would uh was is uh Make sure you put some oil in your backpack. So the three points we're going to meditate on today, uh, maybe you're listening to this on Monday, that's fine, is put some oil in your bag. Number two, personal stashes cannot be shared. And three, procrastination is a bad idea. As we get closer and closer to the end of the year, the readings are, as I've been saying the last couple weekends, are eschatological, which means they are pointing towards the end times. Uh, the holy father said in 2017 on uh, this particular gospel he asked the re- the question the rhetorical question to those in the crowd at the mass this big mass he was doing he says if this was the last day on earth am i prepared am i cooperating with god's grace it's a good question for the pope to ask for all of us to ask for that matter is he are we cooperating with god's grace Are is the pope am i prepared are you prepared Uh, to die if this was our last day. Well, in order to be ready, we need to first put some oil in our bags. So the first question is we have to look at what's the oil. The text from the gospel says, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Now we see here in this gospel that there's uh, uh, the humanity is divided into two groups. One's the wise and the foolish. The wise packed oil, the foolish did not. If we were taking a trip to Florida in the summer, we'd pack shorts and sunblock. If we were traveling to Colorado in the winter, we'd pack a warm coat and some gloves. Yet, Our Lord says that our journey towards death, we need to pack oil. What's the oil? The fathers of the church have different opinions on this and many answers. Some say it was love, some others wisdom or holy deeds. Um, The oil of the love of God, the wisdom of God, it's God himself. Uh, Some say it's all God's treasures of scripture, the sacraments, prayer, the church, and liturgy. It's joy. Mercy, forgiveness, peace, the gift of holiness. But basically, what it is, it's grace. It's everything that gives us grace, the life of, God, of Christ. It's namely sanctifying grace and that which increases sanctifying grace. And so, do we? Are we packing oil? Are we packing sanctifying grace? Where do we get grace? Mostly the sacraments. We get received at first the baptism, and it's. Rekindled in confession and communion, and a life of prayer, a life of virtue. So the question is, what about us? Are we wise or foolish? Put it another way, are we are we procuring our provisions? Are we packing oil? Are we availing ourselves to the oil of God's good gifts, or do we have other "quote unquote" more important things to do? So that's the first point: is we need to pack oil. Oil is anything that leads us closer to God. The second thing is personal stashes cannot be shared. The text says the foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil for the lamps are going out. But the wise one replied, no, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. At first, the answer of the wise virgin seems to surprise us. I mean, don't Christians share? What's wrong with these five virgins? They had oil why didn't they give some away well the point is this is there are certain things we just can't lend and we can't borrow think about in our physical lives there are certain things we never share or we don't ask to borrow namely someone else's toothbrush hopefully not their deodorant i can name other things yeah a cup of coffee you don't say hey can i take a swig of your coffee no you get your own um you know, sharing these things carries some risk and it's just flat out gross. We just don't do these things. But there's, our Lord is saying there are certain things we simply can't borrow or lend. And and what are these things that we can't borrow or lend? You can't borrow someone else's relationship with God. You can't borrow holiness or mercy or love or wisdom. You can't borrow someone else's fair, prayer life. It has to be your own. Just like you tell someone to get your own cup of coffee, you can't give away your spiritual life. It's between you and God alone. In other words, we can't park on someone else's meter. And the other thing we can't share is our particular judgment. When we die, that is not going to be about what my mom did, what my dad did, what my brother and sister did, what my pastor did, what my friends did, what other holy people did. God's not going to ask, what did they do? He's going to ask the question, What did you do? The particular judgment is a a personal encounter with God when we die. The catechism, when speaking about the particular judgment, says, each man, we can put in there, or woman, receives his eternal retribution in his immortal soul at the very moment of his death. In a particular judgment that refers his life to Christ, either entrance into blessedness of heaven, Through a purification, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, purgatory, or immediately to heaven, or immediately everlasting damnation. I don't know if you've ever had the grace or the opportunity to be at the bedside of a dying person and see them pass. But something really powerful and mysterious happens. At that moment, every human person, believer or non-believer, oil or no oil, meets God face to face. And at that moment, Jesus judges the soul. We better have our own oil, and we can't borrow for someone else because they won't be there to give it. And it says, John of the cross says that evening of our life, we shall be judged on our love. You know, it's interesting a lot of times when people come to fun- to prepare for funerals, uh, and Jesus, some let's just say, for instance, you know, the person was a, a very holy person. Uh, church-going, virtuous person that really did live for others, out in society, did what they could to make the world a better place in their neighborhood and their jobs, you know, was charitable, gave of themselves, generous, you know, you name it, prayerful. Then they die, and and the family comes to prepare the funeral, and I would say about 85% of the time it's a very uncomfortable conversation for the, between the priest and the people because the priest doesn't recognize the people of the person that they're bearing. And remember at the end of the gospel, Jesus says, I don't know you. And it's kind of what the priest says to the people, I'm sorry, I don't know you. And, and, and I think too, some people think that because their grandmother or their mother or their father was a holy person, in other words, they get some kind of partial credit for that when they die. It's not how it works. They'll say, my bro- my grandmother used to go here and was a big part of this place, this church. Well, that's great. But when you die, it's not going to matter. God's not going to ask you what your grandmother did. God's not going to ask you what your mother did. God's going to ask what you did. It says in today's gospel, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out, but the wise says no, for there may not be enough for us. I remember one time I was inviting a, a, man, a man to a, uh bible study i was doing a couple parishes ago and i was all excited about this bible study i was doing for men it was just you know for the guys and there's a guy walking his dog around the parking lot church parking lot he's on the church parking lot so i assume he was catholic you don't have to be catholic to walk in the church parking lot but you better make sure your dog doesn't litter in the church par- parking lot especially if you're not catholic but nonetheless, I said, hey, hey, man, you go to church? Or? He goes, yeah, I do. Thanks, Father. I said, hey, I got this Bible study on Tuesday for men. He goes, uh, my wife does all that. I thought the same thing. Your wife's holiness is not going to get you to heaven. I actually told him that. So are we? do we realize that we got to have our own stash and we have our own stash, we can't share it or we can't take from other persons people's oil? We must come to know him and love him ourselves. We must be open to receiving his gifts ourselves, our prayers, our, the scripture ourselves, the sacraments, the moral life. Our our mind and hearts have to change. It doesn't matter what it doesn't. Who cares about other people? At the end of the day, it's going be to between, be between you and God alone, me and God alone. God's not going to ask me about my parishioners. He's going to ask me, were you a good priest? What did you do with the life I gave you? What about the crosses I gave you? Did you complain about them the whole time or did you use them? Did you use the time I gave you? Did you use the gifts I gave you? Did you give up when I was giving you grace? I was with you at all times. What did you do with the life I gave you? We can't share these things. There's an old gospel song. I'm at Holy or St. Cyprian, so we, we sing gospel songs. And there's an old African American hymn. It goes, and there's one of the lines. It's, it goes, "My mother taught me how to pray. So if I die and my soul be lost, it's no one's fault but mine." Once again, we need our own oil. We can't borrow from our mom, our dad, our pastor, our pope, our bishop. Nope, you need your own, your own stash. And here's the other thing: there's certain things in your own stash you can't share with anyone else. Is between you and God. That's a personal thing, like a toothbrush. Procrastination, the third P, is perilous. The text says, while the five virgins went off to buy the oil, the bridegroom came, those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said and replied, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know neither the day nor the hour. In the end, our wisdom goes with us and our foolishness catches us. The foolish virgins scramble at the end to get what they needed, but it was too late. The door is barred. And there are certain things that we can't procrastinate with. What needs to happen before we prepare for our judgment? Well, we've already covered this. We need to have our oil in our backpack. Saint Afonso Agori says, How great shall be the joy of the soul when at death she hears from Jesus Christ these sweet words Well done, good and faithful servant. Because thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will place thee over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Matthew 25, verse 21. But equally great shall be the anguish, she goes on to say, in despair of the guilty, so that she shall see herself driven away by the judge with the following words, Depart from me, you curse, into everlasting fire. Oh, what a terrible thunderclap shall sentence be to her. We don't want to look back with regrets and say, I should have and could have, I would have. We need to be ready. That's what the gospel says. You know Steve Jobs died in 2001 one of the richest richest men in the United States of America arguably in the world He had a liver transplant and was suffering from pancreatic cancer in his last days they uh, asked him what were his biggest regrets and he mentioned two regrets And regret number 1 was not treating his cancer sooner he regretted ignoring his health He knew he was going south and he could have sought you know modern medical procedures earlier before it's too late but he said he struggled with hubris and I can handle this on my own but the second well the second thing he mentioned but I think it was his primary regret was the following he said not being there for my kids he regretted his family dynamics he said I quote I wanted my kids to know me I wasn't always there for them and I wanted them to know why and and to understand what I did we can learn from Steve Jobs. We don't want to be on our deathbed saying, I wish I would have. Now, you know, Steve Jobs, I mean, he himself, I mean, he, it's almost like history, Pete himself, his father left his mom when she was pregnant, was fortunate to try to have an abortion. She said no. And he never knew his dad. And that probably messed with him. But, you know, isn't it something like he thought on his, when someone asked him, your biggest regret is like, I just didn't, my kids don't. No me. And if you could take back time, which you can't, you know, you know, we ourselves, we have to realize there are things we can do today. And that's why it says in scripture, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart, time is of the essence and we only have limited time on earth. And it goes so quick, brothers and sisters. You know, you're 20, 40, 50, 60, 70, 70 something dead that's just reality and it goes fast you know i i do this a lot with driving violations you know you get those those um those letters in the mail from the mva they took a picture of your rear view right license plate it's like a three dollar ticket or if you go through a tow boat to toll booth forget to put your easy pass up now you know you look at it so you think well it's just a little fine and so I, i usually put on a side stack of letters and then Two months later, I get another letter and it's a hundred and three dollar fine because for the two three dollar fine, they tack on a hundred dollar fine for not paying it within a month. Talk about inflation. That's completely unjust. I knew someone that they got one of those tickets in the mail and, you know, with their license plate, and they sent back a picture of a hundred dollar bill, and then the police sent back a picture of handcuffs. So he quickly sent is a real check-in we gotta make amends we gotta get ready we gotta do what we do, need to do now there's a an old fable about demons and they were apprentice demons they were young coming to earth to finish their apprenticeship and they were kind of doing their final exam and they were talking to satan the king of the devils about their planned attempt and ruin humanity the first said I, i've got it down i will tell them there's no god the devil said, No, that's not going to work. People know there's a God. If you've got the use of reason, you'll figure it out. There's a God. The second one said, Well, I'll tell them there's no hell. Nah, the demon said, That's tried and tested. Done work. Most people deep down in their hearts know there's hell and judgment. Some of them already live in hell. They just went out of it. Done work. And the third one came. He's kind of a nerdy little demon, smaller than the rest of them. He sheepishly goes up to Satan and says, "I'll tell them there's there's no hurry." Go, said Satan. And you'll ruin them by the thousands. Hmm. There's no hurry. That's how procrastination works. It doesn't say I'm not going to do it. That's too final, too absolute. Rather, procrastinate says, I'll get around to it later. There's five virgins. They weren't like bad girls. They just weren't ready. They were doing things they shouldn't, maybe shouldn't have been done or they weren't prepared they didn't have things ready. So don't wait to go to confession. Do it soon. Don't wait to go give up that dangerous sin give it up now. Don't wait to pray more until you get older. You might not be older. Don't wait to start working on your health. You might never get it back. Don't wait to mend that relationship. It might never get mended. Get your oil and put it in your bag.